This is Science Friday. I'm Ira Plato. And now it's time to check in on the state of science. This is KER St. Louis Public Radio. Iowa Public Radio News. Local science stories of national significance. It's been two weeks since a Norfolk Southern train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. That train was carrying hazardous chemicals. People want answers about the effects this will have on this rural community's air and water. Their frustrations were vocalized at a community event on Wednesday. My next guest was there. Julie Grant, managing editor and reporter for the Allegheny Front based in Pittsburgh, PA. Welcome to Science Friday. Thank you. Before we get into this meeting, can you give us a little bit of a reminder of the details of this derailment? Sure. On Friday night, about two weeks ago, 50 cars of a Norfolk Southern freight train was on its way from Illinois, derailed near a small town in Ohio, East Palestine, as he said, near the Pennsylvania border. The mile-and-a-half-long train was carrying at least 10 cars of chemicals, so there was an explosion and fires That weekend, there was a lot of confusion and stress in that community. Within a day or so, the Red Cross had set up temporary shelter space in the local school, and the company set up an assistance center for the community for people who lived nearby to get help paying for hotels because people wanted to get out of the area immediately. At least some people did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These chemicals, were they particularly hazardous or have health threats to the population? Yeah. I mean, when the crash occurred, we found out first about two toxic chemicals, butyl acrylate, and especially they were talking about vinyl chloride. Exposure to vinyl chloride is known to increase a risk of developing cancer. Since then, information has come out about other chemicals on board, including ethyl hexyl acrylate that can cause headaches, nausea, respiratory problems, and people exposed to it. Also, isobutylene, which can make people dizzy and drowsy, and then another chemical that is known to irritate eyes, skin, and the respiratory tract. Wow, wow. And then there was a a controlled explosion to try to get rid of the chemicals? Yeah, so this has been pretty controversial in this community. A few days after the derailment, Norfolk Southern and regulators said that five of the cars contained that vinyl chloride we mentioned, and that inside at least one of those cars, temperatures were rising. So the Ohio governor, Mike DeWine, said that they were worried this was going to create a catastrophic explosion that would send shrapnel throughout this community and creating grave danger for people there. So he demanded that residents within a one to two mile radius in this evacuation zone get out of there immediately or face arrest. This, the company said, and the regulators said, was an effort to gain control. They cut small holes in the train cars to slowly release the chemicals into a trench, and then they burned it off. With this, The effort was to dissipate this into the air. That led to an explosion, and it sent more toxic fumes throughout this community, which, of course, infuriated many people. But officials said that they still thought this was the best option, given the potential for an unplanned explosion. Mm-hmm. And these infuriated people got together in a public meeting Wednesday night, almost two weeks after the derailment, you were there. Who else was there? Look, in the early days, this was only local media. And I will say that at this meeting at the local high school, I mean, there was at least 50, maybe 100 reporters there. And also hundreds of residents poured into the high school gym in East Palestine. They were trying to get some answers about whether they're safe in their homes. 
So officials from U.S. EPA, Ohio EPA, the State Division of Wildlife, the County Health Department were all there. There was a lot of emotion in this room, in large part because the company, Norfolk Southern, the rail operator, did not show up. They they did ident- they did let people know a little bit beforehand that they were not going to be there. The East Palestine mayor, Trent Conway, said the company feared for the safety of its employees because people were so angry. Conway said people keep blaming him for this terrible accident, and, and he kept saying this isn't his fault. Yes, harmful chemicals went in the air. I am truly sorry, but that is the only option we had. If we didn't do that, then they were going to blow up and we were going to throw shrapnel all across this town. People keep forgetting, I, yeah, I'm a local politician. I live in this town. I don't, I don't live somewhere else. I live in East Palestine. I live two blocks from the train tracks. Hmm. And, and the people are not feeling safe, would it be safe to say? I would say a lot of people are not. They have a lot of concerns, um, mostly how this is going to impact their health. I talked with one mother, Rebecca Diltz. She had a young child with her. She says they live 1.8 miles from the site. They returned home the evening after that evacuation order was lifted. And the next morning, her daughter woke up with what she called chemical pink eye. Both of her eyes were swollen. And then she had, they were bloodshot. And they were swollen all the way down to past her cheeks. Um, and then whenever I took her to the doctor and explained the situation, she actually had to call um, an, another pediatric eye doctor because she wasn't sure how to treat it. Another parent, Jamie Urban, has not returned to her home, which is within the one-mile evacuation zone. But me and my kids have been living out of a cabin. I'm in the one-mile radius. And I refuse to bring them back because I know there's something wrong. She says her five-year-old has developed an eczema-type rash that she blames on the contamination. She doesn't trust the air test results because some of that testing has been done by a Norfolk Southern contractor. And during that meeting, a lot of people had these kinds of concerns. Regulators and Norfolk Southern have been telling the community all this time that the air is safe. But there's a strong odor. I mean, I was there and I was feeling like a burning on my tongue and through my nasal passages. There was a young boy spoke up. He asked everyone in the room if it was safe to play outside when there's such a strong smell in the air. And people were cheering. There were also questions about testing of drinking water wells and if they could wash their dishes, their clothes, and themselves in this water. And what were the answers? Did they, did they get answers or did they feel like they're still being ignored? Well, the government did provide some answers. Whether or not people believe those answers is another question. Mm. But when it comes to air quality, U.S. EPA has maintained throughout this that their testing has shown that the air is safe. That's been the message since two days after that planned chemical release when they lifted the evacuation order and allowed people to return home. James Justice of the EPA responded to questions like the one from that young boy, and he blamed the smell that lingers On the chemical butyl acrylate we mentioned, he said that chemical can linger in the air for a long time without causing any health effects. And I should mention, he also blamed that same chemical earlier in the evening for the death of 3,500 fish in nearby waterways. Now, Norfolk Southern, as you've told us, did not attend the meeting. Have they been in communication with the residents? What are they saying about this whole situation? Well, 
The morning after that meeting, company president Alan Shaw wrote a letter to the community of East Palestine promising that the company will not walk away from this situation. The company says on its website that it has spent more than a million dollars to help more than 70 families with evacuation costs. It says it's completed in-home air tests in 340 homes in conjunction with US EPA, with more than 100 more sites scheduled. In-home air monitoring has not showed any detections, it says, related to the incident and does not indicate a health risk. And it says it's also sampled East Palestine's drinking water and water wells and expects results next week. Yeah. Uh, Of course, we can expect legal actions to follow. Oh, yeah. There are already legal actions that have been filed. There were attorneys at that meeting last night. You could see them with their groups of clients. They are representing citizens and businesses. Um, They're looking for things like independent air and water monitoring. They're looking for long-term medical screenings and healthcare costs and compensation for losses. One suit alleges that Norfolk Southern's efforts to clean up and mitigate the calamity actually worsened the situation. Wow. So, So where do we go from here? What can we expect to happen now, Julie? Yeah, well, both the U.S. EPA and the Ohio EPA say they are going to remain on the scene to monitor air and water to ensure the safety of residents. The company has said it intends to monitor groundwater. Ohio's governor has asked the CDC to send medical experts to evaluate health problems. Mm. Julie, great work. Thank you for taking time to fill us in. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Julie Grant, managing editor and reporter for the Allegheny Front, based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.